0: Welcome to the old-school meeting of Overeaters Anonymous, which features speakers with long-term abstinence. We will be holding this meeting via Zoom for the foreseeable future. If you'd like to attend the meeting live, go to oalaig.org for login information. And now, our speaker. My name is Linda, and um, it's really interesting um, Doing this at a Los Angeles meeting, because I now one of the things what I was like is I lived in Los Angeles up until about 13 years ago. And my husband and I moved to Houston, Texas, which was a real, real different type of um, environment. And OA is very different here. And they have a lot of how. But um, I was taught a meeting is a meeting. What I was like when I came in, I came in at 19, and I'm now 69 years old, so I've been here 50 years. It's, um, I mean, it's overwhelming to think the number 50 and to believe that I'm 50 years older than everything that I remember in my head, but um, it is 50 years, and um, I, I, i um, Eight as a teenager, um, I started not liking myself about age 14 or 15, thinking that I was um, kind of chubby. And um, the doctor said, you know, when you come home from school, have fruit and diet soda. And then a couple years later, I went back and it was more weight that I was upset with. Um, and when I came into um, OA, I had done in the course of about five years, diet doctors, the Stillman diet, um, I didn't eat, I ate, um, I would eat perfectly all the time, and then the minute I would eat one thing that was not on my, on my, on my list, um, I would just say, well, I'm going to start tomorrow, and it was round and round and round and round, Um my senior year in high school um I was very much kind of there, but not really and um I didn't really have too many friends by that time um I didn't go to grad night or prom, so when I got out of high school, I was a little bit more um I had a little bit more weight on me, and I went all the way um I just kept going up and up and up. My first year of college, I stayed in Los Angeles, and I used to wear um, a brown suede coat that belonged to my mom, and I went to school out in the valley, but the coat was going to hide the way I looked. And I don't even know how I got to school. I mean, I drove, but I don't even know how I made it through that first year. But before the year ended... That November, um, before I came in, I had heard about OA um, on a radio announcement, and um, I went to a meeting at Preston Heights, and everything sounded okay and stuff, and I was fine with being there, but I didn't like being told um, that I had to eat a certain way, so um, I just kind of left and did my own thing for a couple months and then came back at my heaviest and at one of the darkest times of my life. Well, Crescent Heights is like a, um, a haven and, um, I got to be part of that haven and, um, just kept going to the meetings. And then I started going to a teenage meeting that a lady had at her house. And that was my angel, my, my, my dear, dear angel. And she really mothered me until I could mother myself. And I just got up every Saturday morning and went to the meeting. I didn't hear too much about what they said, but she would bring in speakers who talked about losing weight. And I liked everybody there. Sometimes there would be two people there, sometimes three. Sometimes I'd be the only person. But I learned very early on to keep coming back. Um, I kept hearing that, keep coming back, keep coming back. And I liked the people. And um, that's how I got to OA. And from that teenage meeting, I got to Crescent Heights. And um, I lived at meetings I just lived at meetings. Um, I didn't really hear too much about um, the steps, um, although I know they talked about them and stuff, but um, I was a little bit more concerned with losing some weight, um, and I very shortly learned that the weight will come off when my own house was in order, um, and that's What One of the things that I have learned from the program that my house has to be in order in order for me to be a good person, in order for me to eat right. Um, So I have been one of these people that no matter what, you don't eat. That's what I learned. No matter what, you don't eat. Um, And I... Just kept going to meetings, and um, I started eating a very simple food plan, and I was okay with that. Um, My sponsors said it was fine, and in that year I started losing weight. But then it came time for me to go away to school, and I was really um, very hesitant about going because I was leaving Los Angeles and I was leaving OA, and they. You know, they couldn't have OA in San Diego, but they did. Um, and I lived at a dorm. This is my first willing-to-go-to-any-length. Um, in the cafeteria where you get your meals, I spoke with the cafeteria manager, and I just called myself in 1972 a partial diabetic. So um, I told him that I needed to eat differently than the foods that they were preparing, and he he was a doll, and I always had everything that I needed, and I abstained. I was in a dorm. I met guys, but um, something was missing, and that was OA, so I made a phone call, and I started going to meetings there, which were very different than Crescent Heights, but I was taught a meeting is a meeting, and even if you don't get anything out of it, the very fact that you're there um, supports the meeting, and um, so I've listened to that. There's several things that I was told early on, and I just do them because they seem to work for other people, and um, I wouldn't know what to do what else to do, and there's nothing else for me to do. Um, But I I just, you know, put one foot in front of the other, and my food has to be in order before my life. Now, some people are different, and they got the steps, and then they put their food in order. But for me, it's always been um, I have to be clean with my food in order to be clean with my life. Um so I, you know, I was married, I had children, um my daughter, I used to take my daughter to the meeting on Ohio Street and in, in her stroller. Um and I just grew up in OA and I OA was a part of my um daily diet. And I went to meetings because I knew that that's what I needed to do, um, and I, I really learned um, steps one, two, and three almost before. Well, I learned step one before I came into the program, and it only solidified it when, when I was here. I knew that I was powerless over food because a normal person would not eat one of something And then just go ahead and eat everything, you know, and then start over the next day. And, um, I was empty inside, but I met a lot of people. Um, and I started making friends and my mom didn't, didn't know where I was going. I didn't tell anybody what I was doing because here goes another diet. So I didn't want to say anything. Um, but um, it just became a part of my life. And when I'd go to dinner with my family, my the way I ate was different. And in those years, if you asked for steamed vegetable, there were no steamed vegetables. You could just get a vegetable with no butter on it. But there wasn't this health consciousness about anything. Um, but I always waited to get what I needed, because I knew that I needed to leave the restaurant. The same way I came in, and um, I came. I came to. Um, it, I, I admitted before I came in that I was powerless over food, that my life was unmanageable. But I never thought of it as being anything spiritual. Um, I never put. Put. Um, I, I never thought about God. Um, I was always thinking about the weight. But I learned very early on that you can't, at least this is what I was told, that you can't do the steps without being having your food in order, and you can't have your food in order until you do the steps. So I chose the path of having my food in order, and then I did the steps. And um, I knew I was powerless over food and my life was unmanageable, and I was willing to do anything that anyone told me to because for the first time in a long time, I was able to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner and nothing in between, and I was not able to do that before I walked through the OA doors. Um, And I was also taught one thing, and I, I just want to see... Well, I'm kind of on the what happened thing, but um, I was told one thing very early on, that once you get desperate enough to come into OA, you can't successfully go out and do what you did before you came to OA. And um, I just listened to what people told me and um, just kind of didn't question it. And I've never questioned it because um, I do – believe that, you know, I just believe what I was told. Um, so I don't believe that I could successfully eat like a normal person, whatever everyone's um, um, definition of normal is. But there are many, um, many things that I have not eaten since I've come into OA. And um and won't. But what happened is that um I I had friends, I had a plan of living, I had a book, I had a twenty-four hour day book, I had a for day for today book, and the Five five minutes left. Oh, okay. And I have the books today. And the books, the meetings, the fellowship, the willing to go to any lengths to um keep what I have. And the willingness to change um, and the willingness to believe in God and just the willingness to keep coming back. You don't have to even do anything um, except just keep coming back. And some of it just infiltrates into you until, until it becomes part of who you are and um, And what I do to abstain is uh, my abstinence is my yellow brick road. I call it my yellow brick road because it's my path out of where I was. And as long as I stay on it, I'm okay. And um, I want to stay on it. And um, I I wouldn't know what to do without OA. And um, it's just the foundation of my life. And I have come very slowly to believe in a loving higher power, and I've been doing some reading about higher powers don't only have to be God, but they can be other things that you truly value. But um, it's taken me a long time to trust God, even though um, I I have been very blessed in my life. And um, I... Actually, this month I'll be married 20 years to my second husband. So, um, eh, you know, so I guess that's it. Is is it. Am I done? You have three and a half more minutes. If you oh, know. okay. okay. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about moving to Houston from Los Angeles, where um, Los Angeles is the mecca of OA, let alone moving to a southern state, and just it was a, a huge change in my life, a very very big change. But um, I was kind of excited about it because I wanted to be the type of person that I could just go anywhere and fit in. And this was a professional move for my husband, and that that's why why we moved here. And it's turned out to be a wonderful wonderful place to live. And a great experience. I've met people so different than me. They talk different. Um, they're different in in so many different ways. But when I got here, I was kind of judging people. You know, it's was like, oh, you know, just myself. And I finally decided that if I was going to have a chance, I needed to just for today, you know, put on... Um, a different attitude, and um, it was very, very helpful because I I got to meet so many different types of people. I wouldn't have chosen to meet them, but I'm I'm very glad that that I I've opened up and um, just changed and gone with things and not be a, not be so rigid, but. Um, I do go to OA, well, up until COVID, OA How meetings here. Um, OA is not as strong as it is in, in LA, but um, I was told a meeting is a meeting, so I, I go and I don't do how, but I do the principles, and the principles are part of, part of um, the 12 steps, and the big book is the big book, and the just for today is the just for today, so it's a little different, but, um, it's, it's been really nice, and my life today, um, I have, my daughter's 37, my son is 32, I became a grandmother, um, And, um, like I say, I can't believe that I've been here 50 years, and 50 years has passed, but I would not be who I am today without OA. The foundation that I got when I came here, not only the foundation, but the acceptance and the, um, like, I spent a couple Thanksgivings at some people's homes because I didn't want to have Thanksgiving with my parents. Um, and I kept doing things, and I even spoke at one of the very early conventions, um, because they asked me to, and, um, I just kind of met more people and more people, but I just kept coming back. And, and I think that that is what life is about with whatever, if it's a hobby, if it's, you know, um. Time. Well, that's it. (laughs) Anyways, Um, For the newcomer is that if this makes no sense, that's okay. Just keep coming back, and there will be a newcomer's meeting afterwards, and you'll get to hear a lot of stories of people sharing their experience, strength, and hope. So thank you.